You're listening to the Magnetic Boss Podcast, where badass entrepreneurs come together to share authentic conversations. We're ditching the cookie cutter approach to building a business and valuing collaboration over competition. I'm your host, Calandra Martin, boy mom, coffee obsessed coach, speaker, and leader. I help women radiate their brilliance in the online space and create magnetic brands. We are here to have fun, do work we love, and enjoy the ride. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the Magnetic Boss Podcast. Today I am joined by Nikki Vance. Nikki is an operations manager for designers. She is a mom, wife, god follower, and tea addict, all while dancing it out to outdated pop music. She fits together the puzzle pieces of agencies and design businesses in order to make sure things flow as smoothly as possible. Nikki takes online businesses to sustainable companies and allows their CEOs to focus on what is truly important to them. Welcome, Nikki. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got started with your work. Um, I'm Nikki. I'm an operations manager for designers and agency owners both. Um, and essentially I kind of piece together the puzzle of your business through operations management, um, and transition my clients from into reduced work weeks and, uh, big paydays. So, um, I started my business about a year ago now. Um, and I started in the OBM world And it took me a while to niche down. And when I finally did and realized my true zone of genius, it just completely changed the direction of my business. Yeah, niching down is so, so powerful. It's something I think so many entrepreneurs resist in the beginning, myself included. (laughs) But it's like magic when you find your niche, when you find the people that you really love to work with. So can you tell us more about who it is that you work with and how you support them specifically with operations management? Absolutely. Um, So like I said, I I love to work with designers um, and design agencies, especially. I absolutely adore team management. And um, the reason I focus with agencies Um, is because I am the type of person who can get bored very easily and agencies have a lot that I can do to help them. Um, So, and then designers specifically, honestly, that comes down to, um, I was completely inspired by my brand designer. um, And I've always had like this little bit of... uh, wanting to be a great designer and, you know, be good at those things. My husband is, he went to school for graphic design. He's incredible. And I'm just like, how do you do this stuff? (laughs) So it's kind of akin to the whole, like those who can't teach. Well, I just live vicariously through my clients (laughs) and constantly drool over their designs because I can't do it. 
I love that. I feel like I've literally done the same exact thing where my niche is spiritual entrepreneurs and I live vicariously through all of the modalities that they use and the things that they teach. I just want to eat it up all day long. Oh, definitely. It's, it, it provides for a really incredible work environment when you are so behind your clients, you know, like that's one of the powers of niching down. I'm a firm believer. Totally. That kind of leads me into the direction that I wanted to chat with you about today, which is around what to do when you feel like you're ready to scale in your business, whether it's you're an agency model or you are a coach, whatever it might be. And what is required of you when you're ready to start creating passive income products, um, you know, being fully booked up, but also having these alternative revenue streams. Absolutely. And that's a really interesting place. I love when my clients are there because um, I've had a lot of clients who have come to me in the, they're, they're not yet an agency. They might have a VA, but it's just like this really powerful one woman show. Um, and they're like, okay, I'm you know, crazy busy, stressed out. I'm ready to, to figure this out and get some passive income. And I want to be able to, you know, not work 7,000 hours a week. Um, and so what we do is like, I get with them and strategize on what their goals are. So that's my, my number one tip for anybody and everybody. You have to figure out what you want first. Um, because if you don't know where you're going, then you won't know how to get there. Um, so figuring out your goals and really sitting with them, you know, it's not necessarily, Oh, I want to make $10,000 a month. It's more, what do you want your life to look like on a, on a very granular basis, like day by day. Um, and then we just kind of reverse engineer from there. And say, okay, well, you only want to work three days a week and you want to be focusing on designing specifically, you know, you don't want to have to worry about managing a team or anything, you know, all the things that come in the back end. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think visibility is a huge one. A lot of my clients are, um, are already booked out as designers, um, whether they're just doing branding or branding and sites or, you know, whatever their niche may be. Um, but then just focusing down, okay, what are some passive products we can create and then how do we get them out there? So I think visibility is super, super important. And a lot of, Um, a lot of designers don't think about it necessarily because they are booked out and they're like, Oh, well, I don't need to focus on my visibility, but that's when, you know, if you focus on your visibility, that's when more opportunities come in. Um, people find you through Pinterest. So, you know, um, more clients and that sort of thing, your wait list just grows, but also partners, um, you know, really valuable junior designers or, um, you know, if you want to build out, let's say a template shop, for example, um, you need the right support in place in order to be able to shift and focus your attention. And that's where you start growing and building that team bit by bit. And even if it's just a VA that's helping you for, you know, 
two, three hours a week, it's still relieving some of that pressure. So you can then transition and focus your attention. Totally. I think that this is so important for those of us who are designers, but also, you know, people in the online space that are solo entrepreneurs doing all of the things, reaching the burnout, feeling like they are just grasping at strings and trying to piece it all together. And I think this is just such an important message for everybody that, growing a team and expanding on your product suite and making sure that you have something to support you that is passive and isn't as time consuming or energy intensive. And then also having a strategy in place for the visibility piece, which, you know, obviously our businesses won't grow if we're not getting ourselves out there and getting our businesses visible. Um, Have you experienced in particular a common pattern or maybe a couple of clients that are reaching the same points of overwhelm? Like what are the warning signs if you could put a label on it for, (laughs) for needing an ops management team or needing a VA or whatever it might be? Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, it's, it's funny the the signs of overwhelm kind of what, what I've noticed is before you hit that point, everyone thinks like, oh, you're going to have plenty of warning. You're going to, you know, start working later hours and like all these things. But in actuality, what I've noticed is it totally surprises you and it creeps up on you and it's, it, it's just there one day and you're like, whoa, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know the, the very same thing happened for me when I niche down literally it was a one week period and everything changed um but that's not to say there aren't (laughs) some things you can be watching out for um there definitely are thank goodness um but no what I what I would definitely say is keep an eye on your boundaries um most especially the boundaries with yourself So the thing I've noticed is with a lot of my clients, they will have really great theoretical boundaries, um, but a lot of those get um, a little bit of a push and pull because they're like, oh, I love this client or, oh, I'm already on my computer, you know, things like that where it's just these reasons to keep working. And I get it because we love our businesses, but at the same time, you have to be so very intentional about your boundaries and keeping them with yourself most of all. Um, Because if you don't, as you grow, how you're acting now as a solopreneur is going to essentially become how you're going to act as a team leader and in an agency. And as you expand, that's not going to change. So you absolutely need to, to be aware of that and where your boundaries lie. And then the other part of that is simply hire before you're ready. <laughs> and I know it gets said a million times a day and everyone's saying it, but um, I highly recommend, again, even if it's just a VA who's working like two hours a week in your business, hire before you're ready and then scale up because you'll have the opportunity to do a little bit of training, get them used to how your business works and things of that nature. 
before something hits the fan, you know? And then in terms of operations management, you really want to focus on that after, um, you know, you've got that support, you know, you've got a VA, you've got a junior designer, whatever the case may be to where you truly feel supported, but then you're really looking to scale and grow um, and have a very effective team. I think those are the biggest two parts of that. Yeah, I love that so much. The word that keeps popping into my mind is sustainability. It's yes. like, as entrepreneurs, we always want to, you know, reach that next shiny goal of 10K months or whatever it might be. And it's like, you have to have that sustainability in place, which comes from the boundaries and comes from having support in your business. Otherwise, like you said, it's almost like you get knocked off your feet of, oh crap, I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. Like, where do I even go from here? So putting these pieces in place before any of that starts to snowball, I think is so, so important and such a, a core value of leadership to be able oh, absolutely. to honor yourself first. That's how we ultimately show up for our clients, for our audience and in every area of our businesses. So I love that so much. Yeah, for sure. You, you can't pour from an empty cup. I know it's, it's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Totally. Do you have, so if somebody is in the position, whether they're a designer or just a solo entrepreneur, do you have any advice for starting to navigate the passive income product uh, journey? Like where is the starting point for people? I think the starting point is honestly where it feels at least mostly natural. Um, And that that may seem a bit counterintuitive, but what I've realized is there's a lot of pressure around, oh, I have to create a product. I have to do a course. I have to do a template shop. You know, whatever whatever it is they're thinking, whatever they have in mind. Um, And it really puts a damper on creativity, especially for designers um, and creatives in general, because that's their flow, you know? Um, And so I I definitely think it's what, what I've noticed with my clients, it comes from a place of, Hey, I'm working on this project or I'm doing X, Y, Z. And then they kind of have that aha moment or I'm in there in their ear going, you're already creating this. Why don't you turn it into a passive product? And then that light bulb goes off and they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it is um, is just being aware of what you've already got and then figuring out a way to turn it into a passive thing. It doesn't have to be as hard and as as scary as it initially seems to be. Yes, I think that's so important. I I share this all the time with my audience when it comes to social media content, where people are always like, well, what do I write for content? How do I show up consistently on Instagram? And I'm always like, well, you've been in your business for three years. There's a good chance that you have some content that you can reuse. (laughs) (laughs) And the same thing is true for our offers, right? Like, maybe you hosted a masterclass. Why not turn that into passive income? There's so many opportunities. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times it's just a very easy 
transition, you know, like let's say they did a masterclass, um, you know, record it, turn it evergreen. You know, it, it doesn't have to be this big thing. Hmm. Yeah. And I think what's important to note as well with passive income is allowing yourself to be curious about it and not necessarily thinking that you have to get it right the first time. hundred <laughs> percent. It's like, and it overlaps in all areas of entrepreneurship. We always think, oh, I've got to, you know, launch this thing and get it right. And it's going to be perfect. And here's the goal. And it's like, well, that's not really how it works. Nothing is linear. Everything is going to have a, a moment where you have to analyze whether it's working or not. And if it's not in alignment, then it's okay to, you know, toss it and start with a new idea. Oh, yeah. And I think that's so important to actually give ourselves permission to do Um, because so frequently there's so much pressure and it's like, no, I've already started this. I can't start from scratch. I can't toss this, but Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. Like we get to make the rules. We get to toss anything we want to toss and we get to hold on to anything else we want to. Yes. It's honestly a blessing and a curse, right? It's like (laughs) we get in our own damn way so much. Um, speaking to that, I would love to know what kind of the biggest sense of relief you hear from clients is around getting this type of support with, you know, having team on board, having an OBM, all of these, um, levels of support, what comes with that? Oh my gosh. The number one response there is relief and then brain space, which makes me just completely light up. Um, It's definitely like, if you think of it as a gradual thing, um, they hire a VA and they're like, wow, okay, now I don't have to do these, like, you know, transferring things to a client's Google Drive or like their folder, things like that, sending out questionnaires. And then it, it creeps up a bit more as that team grows and then you, you come into working with an OBM or an ops manager um, and it, it just completely transforms. You now have time to not only work on the design work that you choose to, but also like, it's not just a, you have a discovery call, you accept them, you work on their project anymore. Now it's okay you have a small team, maybe a junior designer. At that point, you get to choose the the projects that you work on um, even more selectively and still have the income you want and be working towards those goals and have the relief. Like you're working fewer hours, but you're making more money. And it's just this whole culmination of relief. And it's my favorite thing to see in clients when, when they have that moment and they're like, I don't know what I did before you. And I'm just like, yes, because I'm the ultimate cheerleader. Like you can ask any of my clients. I'm the ultimate hype girl because I stand behind clients that I believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that sense of relief compounds. I know for me in my business, when I first started getting support, it was like, I was putting on my glasses for the first time. I always think of this, like when I didn't realize that my vision was horrible 
And I went to get my glasses for the first time. I put them on and I could see the details in the trees and just all of these things that I hadn't seen before. I like to think of getting support in your business like that, where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know what I was missing, but now I literally could not live without it. I love that analogy because that's exactly what it is. It's, you didn't know you need it until you have it. Exactly. And I think that's where it's so important to encourage people to get support, even if it's in the smallest way, before you think that you're ready. Because we'll all make excuses for ourselves on why we can do it ourselves and kind of have this badge of honor of being busy. But ultimately, when that relief starts to show up and when it compounds, then we're able to grow our businesses and reach those income goals and do the things that we really desire to do. Oh yeah. But, and, and one super important thing for people to realize is like busy does not mean successful and busy and successful doesn't necessarily mean 10 K months or anything like that. Success is whatever you want it to be, but busy doesn't always get you there. Totally. So, so important. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I feel like we could just talk on, on these topics all day long, but I want people to be able to learn more about you and your business and get some of your expert tips. So where can our listeners find you, get connected with you and learn about working with you? Absolutely. So my main platform, I'm all over Instagram. Um, you can find me at Nikki Vance Strategies. And... Um, Let's see. Oh, yes. My, my website, of course. I, I just rebranded and have this killer new website, which is www.enviousstrategies.com. That's N-V-I-O-U-S. Um, and yeah, just follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting inside tips and that sort of thing. And then if you want to sign up for my email list, those are my VIP people who get like ultra exclusive content, you know, goodies before they drop all that kind of stuff. Awesome. And I will link all of those in the show notes for you guys. So thank you, Nikki, so much for being on for having this conversation with us today. And for everybody listening, I want you to take a screenshot, tag both of us on Instagram, let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me.